got the three hottest boys in the game coming back at you with a brand new episode of the Go Home Show, number 68, the special Yager edition. Always coming and popping with the Friday edition with Monty Malk, Mr. Sookman himself. You already know, live from the BX. <laughs> Mr. Mr. Happy Met himself. I know he's looking real happy right now. We got Teddy Luce on the sticks. Hola, what's up, everybody? And you got <laughs> and you got your none other than Mr. Beard himself. You got your boy Chris here. And we definitely got some cool shit going on today. We got both New York teams finally clinching the playoff spot. So you know Yankee Yankee fans and Mets fans, we doing it right now. Didn't think we'd get here, but we're here. Not real shit. If you think about it, all teams. That's why, honestly, like, this little resurgence of New York sports. Next month, you know, like, or the next two months, depending on how the baseball teams play, all New York teams will be in action. Yeah. I mean, who would have thought the Giants and the Jets would be actually somewhat relevant? (laughs) Yeah. And you got Buffalo on top of that. So you you got everybody. You got – Alicia Keys is – is looking down proud. Yeah, you got New York Knicks basketball. Hopefully, it looks promising this year. You got the Rangers looking promising this year. Same thing with the Isles. Could this be the resurgence of New York sports? I mean, who knows? Hopefully, because, like, it kind of sucks. Like, like this generation of, like, us also. Like, because, you know, New York is like a sports town. Like, it's kind of, like, kind of sad, like, how our teams have been, like, red for so long. Like, we supposed to have excitement. Like, we are – honestly, Boston took our shit as being, like, that sports-heavy type of town that brings the rings type. Stole that whole flow. Stole that whole flow, ball for ball. I mean, at least we had NYCFC at least win a championship for New York. Yeah. You know, so it, it, it ain't a lot, but it's something. It could be the turnaround. Cause it even, be, it's it, all we need. Like you said, all we need, especially and then the Rangers had like their their big run to the Eastern Conference Finals, but that also was like the first real playoff run this town has seen. What since neither since you guys really, but like yeah. other than other than the Yankees, that was like the real big one playoff run like we've kind of gotten and with the Islanders, but yeah, that's exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Cause you don't really feel it when when the Islanders are. Uh, I wasn't around for like the the four and nineties, but you just don't feel the the excitement or the buzz when like the uh, Islanders are like doing big. Yeah, it's like the Bills. We ain't gonna feel that up upstate. No, yeah, you don't, you don't feel it. So I'm happy. Like all the the New York teams are like showing out in this little last weeks of September and going into October. Man. Money time. I still want to add the bills of the still the true New York team. <laughs> I mean, that's all I gotta say. Location wise, yeah. Location wise, it is what it is. I mean, they're still New York. I always wondered. I wish. I wish the Jets could have got their stadium that they was pitching in Manhattan. Yeah. I always wondered how that would have like turned. Yeah, you out. could you could paying Dolan for that shit on the West Side. Yeah, that shit was done and deal. He was like, nah, I ain't sharing no fucking revenue. I ain't sharing no fucking revenue. Do you understand how big it would have been if the Jets would have gotten that West Side Stadium? Huge. Nah, that, that would have been dope. Like, to have actually a football game where you could yeah. play in the heartbeat of the city. Yeah. I think they still, they, I mean, if they wanted to still put a stadium there, 
they could. Because mm-hmm. Hudson Yards within the last five years Still. has been on uh, on an upswing. That would have been a, a huge extension. Just, there was like nothing around there. Yeah, that's back when that shit was still kind of dead. That's why they were able to put a football team over there. Yeah. Have those, those extension of the seven line. I think they're still trying to do an extension of the Long Island Railroad that goes out there, or at least a shuttle. You know, like, it definitely could have been huge. That's in the multiverse now. Who knows? Maybe in a different universe. That you know, already happened. Well, speaking about multiverses, when I went to my, my boy's little birthday barbecue over the weekend, the other um, Yankee fan, Lavelle, we was talking about how the Giants and Dodgers left, and then me and him came to the same shit. It was like, yo, if the Dodgers never stay, nigga, me and him probably be going to fucking Brooklyn Dodger games just like a few blocks away from like where we live. Yeah, if they were if they were um if they were still here, the Mets would not probably not existed. That's another thing people don't really understand about the Mets. Like the Mets are kind of like some weird, like a red alien franchise because they only came about because the yeah. niggas dipski. Sorry, the Giants and Dodgers. They were like New York's version of it. Like, oh, this is our new little motherfucker. But um, let's go over to the Crosstown real quick because it's, it's the hottest shit in, in the world. It's the hottest shit in the streets. We got Aaron Judge Chase for 61 and 62. Yeah, I was almost in the building for 61. Yeah, Money Mark was almost in the building for 61. It was literally like three inches. Same here. You know, yeah. this is one of those things, those rare occurrence that three inches actually matters. <laughs> You said it's the game of inches. The game of inches, man. It was just a a couple of feet too short from going over. The judge have like one in your game, Chris, where it could have went over. Like, did he have like a, a almost or? Um, no. Okay. Um, but again, I I was there for sixty. Try to go back sixty one, didn't happen. Um, and then I was like, all right, definitely no shot of me getting to a, to a Sox game. Mm-hmm. Oh, this whole weekend, I was like, you know what? It's it's going to happen. I feel like this weekend is the weekend for it to happen. You have, uh, uh, the Maris family there. So they're, they're trying to, <laughs> they, they prolonging this shit. Like, all right, take your time, judge. We get they out here trip. for the week. <laughs> they they're like, all right, take your time, judge. Yeah. They, they got to get mean, 60. They they out for the week. They chilling. They mad because Judge said, um, <laughs> he if he got sixty two, he won't be the home run record leader. He won't be. <laughs> yeah. Oh, they oh they so they saying like he feeling bad because he's gonna replace Roger Maris. No, no, I'm talking about not for Yankees. I'm just talking about for the MLB. in general. Yeah. Oh, okay. I mean, in terms of the AL, I mean, he's gonna be he's gonna own the record for that. He already owns a. Uh, the record for for most home runs by a rookie, and he'll break the AL record, so that's why it's also huge on top of it. Unless somehow years later down the line they're like, "Oh, Aaron was on some shit," then everybody's gonna start talking shit. And um, seventy three still holds king. Yeah, I I look at I don't think there should be an asterisk. I think it is what it is. Um. You're the home run leader. I don't believe in the Astros. Bonds is rightfully the home run king. 
um, for newsflash from people, and I always keep saying it, steroids does not make you hit the fucking ball. They ain't nothing still, there's nothing harder in this world than fucking hitting a fucking baseball. And then somebody made a good point. It's like, if everybody was using roids around that time, why none of them got to 70 like bombs? Yeah. Nobody came close. Yeah. Close. I think the closest who was close. Um, what you had? Um, Mark McGuire? Um, His one shot. He was close to it before. Um, same thing. Like, it, it's a whole debate. No, but also with this judge shit, it's, it's like, because now it's becoming a big... Because honestly, you know, in New York, we love a story. We love the theatrics. We love the drama. You know what I mean? This, this is shit we love. So this shit even started in the summer and the off-season when they couldn't get the extension done. And then he was like, you know, I'm going to bet on myself. Uh, there's yeah, definitely going to be a wild... He is going to bet on himself this That's what I'm saying. I'm saying. So it, 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 this, the man. <laughs> so it already, the season been started... Because then you had the Yankee front offers. What was they offered like with three twenty five, three thirty? It was it was a very respectable offer. It was, it was some, nah, they offered chunk. him. They offered him two fifteen. Two fifteen. Two fifteen over seven. That I thought they offered him three. Hell no. Oh. oh no, shit. they. It was it was two fifteen over seven. That would have that would have given him. It would have given him. I think over thirty something per. Would have just put it. It would have made him the highest paid right fielder. And beating um, Bryce Harper in terms of annual salary. Oh shit! I really thought y'all offered him three. Oh no, they gonna have to offer him three. Yeah, they might have to start at four. He's gonna be like, pay me my money. The price in the brick went up. Yeah. Yesterday's price is not today's price. Now it's gonna be interesting, like see whatever team offer him offer him this this mega load of money that's headed his way. I mean, he's. I think. Uh, I think personally, I think he must have had a conversation with Jeter at one point. It was like, yo, you got to treat this shit like a business. Mm-hmm. Like these motherfuckers need to pay you. Because yeah. also they'll outside right looking out. in, I feel like he shouldn't lose sight of what being a forever great Yankee may mean for his brand. No, absolutely. And I think I think um you should also get paid your value. No, very true. But I also want him to know that like when you leave, because also he's a pipeline Yankee kid. Like you are a Yankee yeah. Yankee, and yeah. you are an elite Yankee. It's not. There's not too many people in that club. Like this, you do have like a very good privilege. You don't yeah, want to yeah. just cash in San Francisco money or Minnesota money because now that Yankee love that shit <laughs> flew out the window when you signed another contract. And look, when they offer him a contract, they better give him the captain too. I mean, look, I, I, if it, if it happens, it happens. Um, I just think the the man deserves to get paid. Not they paid. I, I've seen. You know, you, you you will often see, I guess, Yankee management go ahead and, and throw big dollars at non-Yankee players. I look at it. That's number one. And then towards the end of the deal, you know how they'll be those they'll, they'll nickel and dime you and they'll force your way out. I've seen it with Derek. Derek was fortunate enough to to be like, nah, like you, we making this happen. One way or another. Like I'm gonna be here, but y'all motherfuckers gonna have to give me something real. Nah, Derek Jeter can play for another team. It'd be a whole riot. Yeah, like I don't give I, if he was fucking one leg and hobbled. As long as I, Derek Jeter was a MLB, he would have been a Yankee. Yeah, I've seen the shit with Posada. 
I seen the shit with Bernie. Like, they will force you out. Same thing they did with A-Rod. They were like, yo, my man, like, nah, you done. You know what? We'll do it respectfully, but next week's the last game. Yeah, they really did. He really did say you done. No. <laughs> like, that's really... But that's A-Rod really... wasn't a Yankee-Yankee. He never really got... He got the one champ, but he wasn't like a Yankee-Yankee that, like... Yeah. But but you see, like, I feel like if you, I feel like if you did your time, if you did ten years with in an organization between eight to ten years for one organization, now nah, you're part of that. A Rod's been, he's been a Yankee since um oh four oh four. Yeah, he's, he's been a Yankee for what twelve years, thirteen seasons. Damn. I'm like, fast. Yeah, like at the same time, like and even with Roger Maris, when he was going up for uh to break Babe Ruth's record, everyone's like, Oh, he's not a true Yankee, should be Mickey Man or Mickey deserves it. Like oh, too damn bad. Too damn <laughs> fucking bad. Here's 61. Go suck my dick from the fucking mid- middle of Missouri. Now hopefully we um we get 61 tonight. We on Apple TV. Which I'm not mad at. The Apple TV has great, beautiful cameras. Yeah, but Apple TV, Apple TV, fucking baseball sucks, donkey day. I watch those, it on mute. Those commentators are the worst. Oh yeah, you, you had Katie Nolan come. They care. They are horrible. But I said it's lit. This is the New York story right now. Like, shout out. And that's all I got to stop my diet. It's going to be lit. Yeah. So you already know it's free on Apple TV tonight. That's it. And um, we, we, we got some wrestling news. Do we? Mm-hmm. Well, you want to start this off, T. Dealer's choice. I was like, is it fucking the Uno? Um, we can start off with um, I think um, I guess with AEW and just yeah, because right now they're they're looking like who knows. There was rumors that Mister Phil is going to get his contract um brought out, and he won't no longer wrestle for the company no more. So who knows with that? Yeah, it's. It's it's real dicey. Like we we seen everybody seen the pictures with Kenny Omega with the bite marks. <laughs> he was like, I was trying to, I was only trying to save Larry. Yeah. Do do you think Larry bit him? Larry bit him. He was like, you ain't my daddy. <laughs> and Asia's been covering for Larry. Like, I'm Dang. only trying to help Larry. You can't be involved in but this fight. This, this shit is, I said with CM Punk that I said in the last episode, and I, it still doesn't make fucking sense to me. If y'all have been actively going out your way to try to recruit him, why the hell, like, why, once he's fucking backstage, why y'all, why y'all trying to, like, turn against him? But but the thing <clears throat> was, and people had their concerns, WWE had their concerns with this when they had the contract talks with him in 2019. It was just like, you know what? It sounds good in a theory. CM Punk come back, big pop, but it's not worth the headache. It's not worth the back stage headache. And the AEW guys, they found out the hard way. But like, and like, because they said, like, they was, they would felt like he was stepping on their toes because he was telling them shit. 
But that's the thing. You brought CM Punk in because you you he's been fucking he wrestled every fucking which way from Kentucky to Idaho from independence. Like you, you bringing in all this knowledge. This isn't what the person you wanted back there to say, yo, this is yo, just cleaning up a little bit. How about you try this? Maybe do that. Like, isn't that what part of the CM Punk package was for? You know what? You know what's the thing though? If if this Coca Cabana thing was like so serious as it was when they was doing the signing. Tony could have just had everybody come in the room, but like, yo, let's just get this all out the way, done. Because all this, as small as Coca Cabana is in the wrestling space, this became a, like, it, it fested up. Like, this thing, you know, the leap, they hit the friends. CM Punk obviously got a beef with him, and it just kept building up, building up. I guess, I guess that was the main, like, point here with that with the whole hangman situation and um and CM Punk. Like mm-hmm. if 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 stuff like that, if you got like say for instance, say like there's been talks about rumors about oh the elite potentially going like to WWE, right? If there was so a problem as rumored like Cody Rose had a problem with the elite towards the end when he left AEW, don't you think Triple H would have them all in the room but like all right, let's clear all this up? Yeah. That, and I, honestly, I thought that's what happened because you remember when there was first like rumors of like Punk coming in, I was like, he still has like, I because I don't know these motherfuckers' personal lives. I don't know if they ever reached out, but I was like, yo, Coca Band is still on the roster, and if they have so called beef, then who, you can't you, you can't be fucking caught in the middle. You gotta either like you said squash it, or you just gotta tell people from the jump like this is how it is. Yeah, man. That's at the end of the day, like some of the stuff that just happened with this CM Punk shit is just simply down to like. Mel Ego, like, like sometimes you just got, like, he could have just did the scrum, and if he felt some type of way like that, he could have just after the scrum, just you know, yo, pull Kenny or the or the Bucks to the side, but like, yo, what's the problem? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. Because even like, like that scrum, that scrum should have never happened. Like, as soon as Tony seen it getting out of hand, he should have just like, all right, no comment. We go no comment that shit, and just snipping in the butt, and it just. Just like imagine, imagine like Vince letting Stone Cold or The Rock do some shit like that, or even John John Cena. (laughs) Like that would not happen. Like just like Vince is gonna be like, nah, we cutting this, we cutting this scrum early. Like it's over with. (laughs) No more comments. Like you can't do do something like that. Nah, you really can't. And especially like you said, you, you are you are like the mediator of this talent. You got a lot of male talent. And like yeah. you don't want to have people pick sides and like now you see what happened. I mean, we've seen a history of this with wrestling, like WCW, TNA. Like we seen the big dogs, like it cause it cause you got the boys in the back and they beefing with the top guy, whether it's a Hogan, a punk. Like stuff like this happens. I just I again I think it just goes to a lack of leadership that's that AW lacks. Yeah, I think so too. I think I think like I'm like I'm really kind of taking like a like a like you could just tell like it was cool being like the little promotion that became big. Like we're gonna do it our way, but when you really look at it, like ugh, like hold up, yeah, y'all need some help. And I think I, again, not only just because a lot more just made was made to be more than what it was. But it does show that a lot of stuff was leaking. And I think we the confirm the big confirmation was with um 
with was uh Malachi. Right, right. Because he was like, I had specific um conversations with a very small group of people, the only small group that needed to know uh, what his situation was. He was like, I didn't need to have my business put out there. And he was like, that also kind of gave me um, more and to kind of like, I need to step away. But he he didn't appreciate having his business being put out there on the internet when he didn't, you know, and that's how people from the dirt cheese, they get that information. Obviously, it's going to be through a leak. Let me, let me ask you a question about the Malachi situation. All right. Say this, say this, this in theory, who knew like he was going to take some time off. Obviously, TK and a bunch of other producers. Do you think that they purposely like leaked this to Melsa to get ahead of this if he really wanted to go to WWE? No. I think it's stupid enough if that's if that's the reason why you're doing it. Yeah, because like you said, Malcolm, that means he's feeling the heat. Yeah. But like I'm saying, like who who would if this was like because I don't know if y'all seen the the post he had. It was like some real personal stuff. <clears throat> yeah. And it was like. And it was like, all right, well, if he had a short group of people, like, who would leak this in? Like, that's real shit. And like, who? And he, you know, and he also complained about the uh, the lack of booking. Yeah, he did. Where he was just like, this wasn't how things were supposed to go down, but apparently it, it just did. I didn't like the way it did. I, and I still think House of Black has huge potential. Yeah, um, they, um, they said that um, TK he took the IP from um, um, I, that was like part of the agreement. <laughs> like, I'm he gonna keep House of Black? Yeah. Stupid. And then they saying like this leave, like if he's like his contract is done, this like he can't rest. Basically, he can't wrestle for the rest of the year, like for a while. I think like, it was. Um, what... I, I I don't know if it was something like three to six months. Yeah. I, I think it was like something like that. It was like, what kind of shit is that? Yeah, six months. Because if the theory is that he really got out of this and he wants to go to, back to WWE, you have to wait. They, they're trying to they trying to ice him. Oh, at least until what, like WrestleMania, and then that's the thing. Because if he comes in like the road to WrestleMania, you don't want to just like interject them into that into that road. I don't. Yeah, I don't think Tony wants another Cody situation. Well. You you got it. Well, this is see, this is shit that that goes to Tony Khan's phone. As I said, he needs better booking and he needs like writers and try to really, uh, really push his talent. Because look, nigga, he he was on your contract. He was on your brand. You signed him. You had yo, him. Yo, I said I said like two months ago. Remember when when Triple H first took over, and then Tony Khan did that rant about, oh well, I got Alistair, well Malachi, you know, Adam Cole for yeah. five years. He can't get them. I was like, that was a terrible move. Yeah, you don't put nobody's business out there like that. Cause now it's just, just like, oh, you can't do anything because I got this, and I was like, bro, you just showed your cards. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure now that Malachi he made that statement, I'm pretty sure when he heard that, he was like, what? Like, he's like, it ain't your business. Why? That's even the thing. It's like this is not. It's one thing if, like I said, like if Tony Khan, I said, if you're gonna do all this, you know, these rants you be on. You might as well do this on TV, and, yeah, and make some and be money. A character, <laughs> and it's not yeah, the first be a time. Character. It's it's not the first time he's done it because he's done it before, where he's out here mentioning WWE and putting their business out there, and then he's also throwing in like little 
um, I guess like little jabs, almost kind of like Eric Bischoff-ish. Yeah, like he just that. just recently he did the same thing about Crown Jewel. Yeah, yeah, I seen that. It was like my my man though, because he was complaining also at the scrum. It got lost in the CM Punk thing that oh WWE's um they're not making things fair for us. They don't want to buddy buddy. It was like yo, if you keep taking shots, which how you think they're gonna act? Like if you keep throwing up, that, a, and that was that was that was the old regime, right? That was that was Vincent. That was before the the change where he I threw think that. Both. He, I mean, this is both. This is because it happened uh, all out. So Triple H already took over. So. Yeah. Oh yeah, true, true, true. No, nah, but I want to see. I want to see to see them work one day. So I, I, I'm hoping like this comes <laughs> to like an impasse because we never had a real chance. As much as much as hype as the Monday Night Wars was, the one thing that should never happen was a true working relationship between WWE and WCW. You never had like one star show up, like with a handshake. You know what I mean? Like have and, Roman and I feel show- like WWE there if it makes business. And as, as much as a lot of people get Vince a lot of shit, um, obviously you you want to be able to get like a little bit of that ownership. You want to be able to control what you can control. But let's let's be honest. Like I think if it's something that makes sense business-wise and it's going to benefit everyone for, for the greater... Um, I would have seen it actually happen at, at some point down the line. Um, yeah. But everything is still, is still young, it's still fresh. I think it doesn't make sense. That's oh, a- yeah, especially not at this time because got to put his touch on what WWE yeah, is going to be the future. His and Tony Khan has to like kind of put out the fire. So nobody should really be working with each other right and now. And AW doesn't quite frankly have that identity yet that's very true so it's like if we work in who you bringing over yeah it's just like they're... and then you're gonna be like oh brian danielson but like, oh that's daniel bryan i'll be yeah, like who like, you bringing like, over like what do you what are you really bringing into the table that like you you don't have those young established stars yet you're still using it's like okay you still have you have our some of our guys that are still being you know Popped up and they're, they're they're popping up. They're still your top guys, but at the end of the day, like, what's your identity? What are you able to do? Because the way I look at it, it would be more one sided. For where AEW is going to piggyback on that, mm-hmm. yeah, because then they're getting all the benefits. They're getting all the benefits. I was like, it's not really benefiting us. Like, yeah, we can put on these matches, but you know, what is it going to do for? Okay, we put these matches. What is it going to do? Like, what? I know what you mean. It's, it's not, like who who we showcase into our WWE hardcore fans that they're going to get excited about, you know, yeah. just that in general. It's just like this, like what are you, what else are you, are you bringing into the table? And then with all the turmoil rumors now, some of the people that that WWE would want, like if they did a crossover, there, like yo, we could MJF two years, just wait out, mm-hmm. the lead, the way things going, we could sign them. You you know you you know Papa H wants FTR back. Uh, I mean, the way they always complaining online, it might happen. Shit, you know, <laughs> you and this damn FTR complaining. <laughs> Yo, that's all they do. <laughs> but, that's, but, but it's not, it's not totally they fault they complain because it's like you've been the number one contenders for like five months and y'all haven't got a title match. But they, they got like, all the titles. Yeah, but that's the thing. That's a that's a couple. That's like oh, we, we well, y'all got the low, y'all got the titles. It was like, but y'all saw the AEW though. 
You know, you know, you know what, you know what they, you know what they really like complaining about because what it sounds like for face value, but you know what's really underneath? They want a story. They want something to like sink their teeth into and like grow yeah. and like show character with. There's no, um, there's nothing. You can make dream matches, right? There's no storyline that you can honestly use as a build up to make this happen. If you know, like, if, if you were to make this this crossover, like, you would really have to start something. I think the only thing that you can honestly, it'll be it'll be the elite attacking Cody Rhodes, like him leaving like Raw SmackDown or some shit, like in the parking lot. That's yeah. like a cliffhanger. I I think the I, honestly, I think out of everything, he don't you don't really have you don't have anything. Like no, they got the no, they have the elite. Now, honestly, that that would be like the only storyline, like like in short term, that could play off. Like the elite just coming back to like get they get back on Cody for dipping. But the the but the co- the the hook would probably have to be like Brian or Jericho. Somebody yeah, because that's not the, that's it's not in the Bucks' interest for them to. It's it's not it's it's not something that they would do with like oh well we got to get revenge we got to go attack delete versus Cody. <laughs> like it's not it's not something out of like their character the only crossover that i think perfectly would kind of make someone sense is because it's been i guess it's been put out there you have you could do the elite and and um new day if you wanted to that's true and and then you would have to bring in some help from the outside and do what we all would love to see and that's osprey and rollins yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't think we ever get in that match. <laughs> no, only oh, oh, only the only the wrestling gods can ask for that. Yeah, yeah, sure. Rollins just got over uh, his heat with with Riddle. <laughs> he's still he's still on there, and that's and that's been fucking great. But there's nothing there's nothing going on, and I've been saying we've been saying this for for quite some time. I think AW they're in that. I think they're in a no man's land. I think with everything that's going on. Even with Punk, um, you hearing hearing the rumors that he might be he might be bought out. He may not be uh, coming back. Wrestled his last match, and I, I I ended up arguing with some guy the other day, mm-hmm. and he was saying how oh it's good. This is a this is a good thing. Uh, uh, Punk's a cancer. He was handed everything. And I'm like, what do you mean he's been handed everything? They're like, oh well, they gave him. Uh, AEW championship run. Um, he's 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 been made a main event player, and I was like, I'm sorry. If you thought CM Punk was gonna come in as a mid carder, you're out of your fucking mind. And he didn't, fan, he didn't even challenge he, right away for the title. Exactly, he, he, he kind of was a mid carder when he came back. He was exactly like he gave every everyone who he honestly wrestled, he gave the rub. You know, rightfully so, and it and it, and it was a story of like, hey, I've been out of wrestling for almost ten years. Um, do I still have it? That was that was the storyline. Do I still have it? Do I still have what it takes to to become the best wrestler in the world? And that's it was what like it was happening. like a, like a, like a, like a diet version of Old Man Punk, exactly. kind of like like Old Man Logan, the comic book story. Yeah, or just Old Man Punk, him going up against guys, and he's like, I just barely beat them. 
you know, do I still have it? You still kind of go in there. And, I, and that was kind of like the, the, the long-term um, storybooking, which was also horrible, but just the way it went down, him winning the championship for the second time with Mox. Um, but everyone else who he wrestled before then, he gave the rub. It wasn't like, I'm, I'm going to, you know, make you look strong. That's That's why I'm here. Like, I'm like, get the fuck out of here. Like, now everybody was so pro CM Punk, and all of a sudden, like, oh, yeah, well, he's glad I was never a fan. I'm like, shut the fuck up. Get the <laughs> fuck out of here. That's a, that's another thing about the scrum, too, that get lost. Like, now, a lot of AW fans, it's like, you either pro CM Punk. Or picking sides. Or pro yeah. elite. Now, like. How about nigga? You a fan? You none of these motherfuckers. Yeah, like, but you, but you, you know how AEW fans, how they mark out. You know how they are a bunch of marks. Yeah, so now it's like you are a consumer, my friend. Now you, you see how they not... treat. You see how they treat Hangman. They've been very sour on Hangman. Everybody blaming Hangman now for this whole situation. Hangman has. I, I feel like Hangman. Is, he's just like, bro. I'm just trying to drink a pint here. Like, there's nothing. Like they're 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 in such lost disarray. Then you're hearing um the Bucks and Kenny uh sending feelers out to Connecticut. Yo, that story that's kind on. of a slap in the face. I'm sorry. Hold on, yeah. hold on. The that's story a slap is in funny, the face. Though. The stories like first they said, Oh, I think Melton reported, he was like, Oh, they sent out feelers. I guess maybe the Bucks and Kenny Muddy checked them, like, yo, don't say that. Then they was like, ah, oh, what well, they talked to somebody in WWE. Then it was like the next day, ah, oh, nah, they just they they didn't say what wrestler, but probably KO. Oh, nah, they just had a conversation with the wrestler. It was like, yo, all right, man, <laughs> we know what really happened. You can't. I just gotta say, you can't believe anything Meltzer says. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, nah, but the thing is, Meltzer, that's his. Those are the guys. Like when they want to, like, yeah. CM Punk said, like when they want stuff to come out, they go to Meltzer. Yeah. So this is one of those Milsa probably always took, overstepped himself and then they might have G chunked like yo, you was not It made it, it it made it worse. Um because even then, like there's I know with uh with, with Kenny Omega being out for what eight, nine months, they can still use that time because I know his contract is technically supposed to be up, I believe it's February of twenty twenty three. But they've added some time for the injury. I don't know if they're going to happen. There hasn't been an indication. I guess it's one of those we'll see as it as it comes. But AEW has, you know, they have contractual rights if they want to be able to use that time that he's been away through the injury and be like, hey, you know, you still owe us those nine months. Well, well we can still hold that. And it's WWE and other organizations have done the exact same thing. Um. At the same time, is a little bit beneficial apart from you getting your guaranteed downside, all that extra money. But, like, you know what? All right, cool. I could do that. I don't know what's entailed, how that conversation is going to go about. But the boxer are in that same thing. They're saying, hey, we, we you know, we're just kind of talking to see what happens if things don't flow the right way. And if you have your EVPs who are all of a sudden talking about, uh, well, let's say if it's true, hypothetically, it's a bad look. Not a bad look. Yeah, yeah. Let me let me ask you a question. Say the the rumor that Punk gets bought out his contract happens hypothetically in twenty twenty four when 
WWE and AEW get their new TV deals, and you got MJF and Elite or free agent. Who you think is moving? Um, between the Elite, just any, just the top players in AEW. That's contract is up twenty twenty four. Honestly, I can't say, bro. But I, I don't know. That's a that's a real tough one. I just think it's. I just think personally. Um, I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure Triple H will go. Will definitely put a full court press for MJF. But that's the thing. Like him with Aaron Judge. Like, do you really? Like he can say all this shit because also with people just yeah. like taking what his shit, what he's saying in interviews, he's also saying this shit in character. Oh yeah, he definitely. It's the shoot. They they say he's. I mean, he hasn't signed an extension, but they say he got a pay raise. Yeah, he got. He got. He finally got over his million. He got. He got his milli. He said it's more earlier today, but you know. You know, he's like, I, I got that. Oh, he but, said he has a good relationship with Bruce. So we'll see. I just think it's personally, I think it's stupid. If um, if you're gonna say, hey, we're gonna buy out Punk's contract, he's not gonna be. He's look, Punk's gonna be gone for a good a good amount of time. For I feel like we say this every two years. <laughs> yeah, but it is. He's he's, he's gonna be out for a, a good substantial amount of time. He, whether you like it or not, they kind of, they, they, AW needed a face apart from, you know, MJF, who they really have not done a really great job. I think they've done a very horrible job of promoting their top talent, I their think champion. That, they that don't have fraction, a face. That new fracture he came in with, that firm shade week. That oh, which one? The firm, the joint the that firm. he did. Yeah, yeah I'm not said really... tomatoes, tomatoes, tomatoes. I think apart from Morrissey, um, man, wow, I keep forgetting this guy. Are you talking about uh, Ethan Page? Ethan Page. I feel like apart from those two, everyone else is irrelevant for me. And then if the bad I... thing too is like he also just had a faction. Like how many niggas you rolling, bro? No, but, yeah. but, but but with Ethan Page, I feel like it, it makes it can make sense. I feel like he, he can get a good shine boost. Yeah, that would be a good rub. It will be a good rub for him, and I think it's beneficial. It, you're you're elevating each other, um, and I think with Morrissey being that top guy, that enforcer, that monster, that I think Vince McMahon really saw. Like he's like, yo, this guy, he's this guy's money, and he's and that's. I don't know how you guys feel, but I feel like this guy's looking like a fucking million bucks. Yeah, they they who um tall edge, tall edge. I'm dead. <laughs> yeah. But they, they was already it was already heat on that whole they did I think Stokely did a promo last week and then yeah. it was like people in the back said that oh he was going into business for himself. Now everybody's going into <laughs> business for themselves. Like, yeah. yo, like what? I think they could just be a connection, but I feel like Stokely um he can handle his own group. I think it should just be an affiliation because you don't need Stokely speaking for MJF. That's also true. You yeah. you don't you don't need it. I feel like if you keep it separate, but we have a mutual understanding. Because that also takes away from MJF's character. Exactly. You take away like one of his shining tools is the fucking promo. The only way I, f- I feel like, unless you give him like unenforcing, you were to kind of give him Morrissey as like full time, kind of like how he had Warlow. Who they completely yes botch yes the, the TNT belt has been botch. It's just like okay, so you you, you gave him this this big huge build up. Now what? He been doing six man's with um 
FTO. Like, <laughs> like yeah. I haven't seen I haven't seen the same amount of love of love or prestige as they were before. It was like, okay, you you gave him the huge build up, which was great. He won the TNT title, perfect. So what else are you doing to help build him as becoming that next number one contender or being that potential? Nah, is, is, go ahead. No, because I feel like that's why I said they need a writing team because, like you said, AEW right now, along with the established veteran talent, they have so many projects that they're trying to build up that they don't really know who to, like, it's a little, feed. It's a over the place. Yeah, so, and it's like, all right, we're going to push you, but we can't feed you to this because we're also trying to push you, but we're going to keep you away from him for a little bit because we want to do that down. Like, there's no real, like, flow. Like you said, now what? Because they do a story, but then they're like, hmm. It's okay. What, so what, what, not, what, what do we do now? And it's not, I don't know if uh, they have these production creative meetings. You can't just let, be like, all right, so we're doing this right now. Okay, like you guys keep doing your thing. I don't, I don't, I don't think there's nothing wrong with guys having their own creative freedom. If you want like, hey, you have your input, let's work on that. This doesn't have to go like we need writers to, to figure this shit out. But like, there's more than enough vets out there where they can be like, okay, let me pick your brain. How can we move forward? How can we do this? There's nothing, there's not a constructive image at all that I see with AEW. And that's been my biggest problem the last year and a half. The first year, great. You're putting out these dream matches. You have to sell the product. You have to put the dream matches that everyone hasn't seen. Great. You're putting talent, ex-WWE talent that's, you know, that has his name, prestige. You're, you're getting the pops. All right, cool. But what are you building off on it? You can't be carrying. You're, they're basically a one-trick pony right now. Mm-hmm. Surprises yeah. and surprises, ring work and yeah, and dream matches. Like yeah. okay, you guys, you guys, uh, you know, they they're they're putting on some some really good matches, but there's no story within those those stories. And then the ones that you do, it just it just fizzles out. That okay, you're done. We're just gonna throw you away. There's no meat and potatoes. No, it's like okay, uh, it it's like you, you you get to a point where I don't want to fuck you. I want foreplay. <laughs> give me a little, give me a little something. I want to cuddle after I'm fucked. I don't <laughs> want no, I don't want no five minutes. I don't want no five minute quickie and just bust a nut and then like, all right, cool, go make me a fucking sandwich. Yeah. Like, there's there's none of that. There's no there's there's no structure. And it doesn't it doesn't help when you got this other company that you bought and you're trying to implement it and and you putting this in your your main event spots. Yeah, and I just think they they need to forget about WWE, focus on their product solely, like. Let's stop picking back off. Hey, you know you have that whatever partnership that they have with New Japan and, and um and Impact. All right, cool, whatever. That's that's nice to have, but you're not doing anything. You you have AW, and then somehow you're still trying to implement now Ring of Honor. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, there's like Ring of Honor should be its own show. If you want to have it as kind of like. Hey, it's AEW, and then Ring of Honor becomes like their their another flagship, and then kind of do like a Raw versus SmackDown type of thing. That would be that, dope. That would be great. But I don't see any TV deals happening. This shit is running it, slow as the masses. There's no money in it. That's why, like they they talking about Tony Khan. You know, that's why Jericho got the belt this week. Cause oh, to sell it to sell it. Yeah, cause cause Claudio was not. He can't. You go into executives like, all right, who's your champion? 
Claudio Castanoli. Like, it's like he's not even a former WWE <laughs> champion. They're like, nah, nigga. I, I said, who your champion? That's what I want for lunch. It's, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> like, it's, it's awful. It's awful. It's, it's um, uh, yeah, like, what are they going to, like, I'm trying to envision, like, if HBO Max, because that's what they would have to do with streaming-wise. Like what they gonna buy the library? No, honestly, own- I think I think Chris is. I never thought about that, but I think Chris is what he said is right. Just make their second live show. Just name yeah. that shit Ring of Honor. Ring of Honor. Just just do just because you, you you're gonna honor the history, especially with the EVPs and a lot of people that are AEW hot like um upper carters or like wait, so, event, wait, they all what, came to Ring of Honor. Wait, what you mean by the second show? You mean like Rampage? No, nah, I mean like you, they, like they get like they also need another two hour TV show. Yo, Ring of Honor has to. It, it needs. They need to do something. If not, the purchase is will be nothing more than a fucking waste of money. You bought the library, okay, great, but there's there's nothing. You they purchased. They made the announcement. Um, what March, mm-hmm. April? Like when when was it? When they made the? I think it was sometime like between like early mid March when they're like, hey, we bought this. We're doing Supercard. Okay, great. But then after that, it's like, I haven't seen anything. I haven't heard anything. Guys are still doing their own independent bookings. Um, they're not Pissed off selling. the champions. Like, if that's the case, like, go have some shows. Go sell the shit on YouTube. Put it on there. Like, do you don't have to go get the, 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 the big arenas. You can still do the small venue arenas like they did before. Show, show me on an app. Go, go find that. The, the big problem is because you know your, your your top guy wants to run creative for every show. No, he he wants to do rampage, he, dynamite, dog. As much as a as much <laughs> as a super fan he is, he doesn't have the um, I guess the the full blown knowledge of really being able to handle that. Yo, like you said, like two like a few episodes for us, you could have had William Regal running. Man, you have the people like you need to be able to put someone. You need to put someone in place. They could have brought Maria back. She was doing managing. I'll be cool, and she'd be like the first like female like authoritative like on AEW TV. The first lady of wrestling. Do something. Fuck, I don't give a shit. Bring Dixie Carter back. I don't give a fuck. Just do something. It's a waste of fucking time, and it's embarrassing. I'm wondering though, like. You know you got some vets over there, like like a Jr. You think Jr. and them was like telling him to like do shit? I don't know. I know Jr. right now. I I don't. Jr.'s a look. I'm I'm here to be paid by a parent. I'm about to say Jr.'s like, all right, you know what? Just cash my checks, and I think after my contract, I'm gonna just head on home. This happy uh-huh. cowboy just gonna hit the sunset. You know, Papa H is trying to get William Regal back. Yeah, he's like, yo, when that contract up. Yeah, if Regal knew what he would have known, what everybody knew now, he definitely would have hold held up. Yo, he's res- like Regal's response are really responsible for a lot of those talents that aren't NXT. Like that his his eye for talent is incredible. Like he's groomed a lot of people. I was about to say it's the eye and the coaching too. That's yeah. very Oh wait. And, uh, and I gotta speaking of AEW news, gotta bring up the funny shit I seen earlier with Bobby Fish. <laughs> Oh yeah, huh? yo, Bobby Fish. After his contract gets ended, he tried to get um, um, Riley and um, Cole <laughs> to leave their contract to come to WWE. With. 
and they told him no. And I guess they went. I remember when Tony Khan went on that rant, like, "Oh, yeah." They told me some people told me like they wanted like to move pursue back to WWE. So I guess this was the situation because Adam Cole might have went back to TK and told him about it. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I think a lot of that stuff might have also just leaked. And Adam Cole beat on for as long as he did. I think like they're like, we're not letting you go anytime soon. Oh no, <laughs> no I don't. Yeah, I don't think like Adam Cole like they were gonna leave. Like it was just so funny how Bobby Fisher was just like, "Yo, let's get off the boat right now," and just dips and dives. Yeah. <laughs> so the Triple H got the fucking book. He was just like, "Yo, what's what? What, what do we got over here?" Yo, Bobby Fisher, wow! Every week is a new thing with him. I'll, I'll be bringing back like a loose cannon just solo. Yeah. And Kyle O'Reilly, he ain't coming back anytime soon. He yeah, I think he just had like, what? He yeah, just like had the, surgery. Yeah, he had like knee surgery, so he ain't back anytime soon. I'll be cool to see Bobby Fish be solo in WWE. I mean, even, but even if he could even team with Roddy again. Yeah. Oh, yeah, true that too. I forgot about that. They could go oh, right yeah. to like SmackDown so and tag team. Because Roddy, he ain't leaving anytime soon. I think he still has another like year and a half left on the deal. Yeah, last year he signed, he signed like a three year deal. Yeah, so and and this was before they started releasing everybody, and he was uncomfortable because I know he tried to leave at one point, and they told him no. <laughs> yeah, because they were just like, "Yo, you just signed a three year deal with us." No, he's like, "I don't care. I'm just trying to leave." Like, also missed opportunity. Having the elite and and uh and undisputed, like, oh yeah, that can't happen now. <laughs> so like a lot of this shit right now is just like just. just I mean, good news though. They five weeks as Tony Khan said, five weeks in a row over a million. I mean, it's a it's a start, but they they need to trend upwards. Like you you at at this moment. Your yeah, because the thing is, they they've been hovering around that low one million for a while now, for a and long then time. and then not not to compare everybody, but as we all know, WWE was losing viewers in droves, and now they've been coming back. Yeah, now so, so you can't say so you can't say there's not a wrestling there's not a market for wrestling when people are actually coming yeah. back. They're like WWE. okay, like you know WWE right now they're they're easily banking over two mil. Before it was like nah, you needed to bring in. Uh, uh, you need to bring the Undertaker to try to get that that rating up. Now it's like, okay, we're doing 2.1, 2.2, 2.3 consistently. Now it's just like we can grow, mm-hmm. and this is just the beginning. Yeah, Ro- yeah. I mean, Raw will, you know, Monday Night Football obviously taking a hit on the ratings right now. But I was but... thinking too, also, like if WWE really catches fire and shit too, that also is going to help out AEW in the long run because then wrestling will become more yeah. sought after. Yeah. And people are like, oh, what's this, what's this other company? All of, let me check this shit out. Yo, it was yo when that that Trina segment happened, <laughs> people was, was like, oh. I didn't know Trina was in WWE. I was like, damn. Do you remember that's I always remember I said that in the, in the podcast before. People associate wrestling with WWE. Yeah. Like any form of wrestling, people associate with WWE. You could be at an independent wrestling show. Where you at, bro? WWE? Like, no, nigga, this is not WWE. I remember when when Orange Cassidy was like the internet sensation. They were like, oh, he's he's in WWE. He's like, nah, this is AEW. What the fuck is AEW? Like to like, oh, like to like, pro and con of like what Vince 
he really has like shaped wrestling to have yeah. automatically people think WWE. Yeah. Yeah, just it's, like the Uf- it's just like MMA with UFC. See, yeah, like you're trying UFC. to make it you're trying to make it synonymous with that name. And that's and that's exactly what they've done. I remember when you took me to final battle, and they just thought I was in WWE. They were like, I didn't know WWE was back in there. I was like, nigga, this is not WWE. <laughs> and those shows, those shows that they used to have at uh at the Hammerstein Ballroom was 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 always fucking great. Those ROH shows, mm-hmm. they used to they were fucking awesome. I've I I think I've there was a couple of people that I've taken that like, man, I haven't watched wrestling in like forever. It's like, yo, I'll take it to a show. Look at that. Three years ago. It is. Nah, I like the I like I like the venue because high key, even me yesterday while I was out doing Teddy stuff, I met um met somebody <laughs> and she she disclosed to me like she goes like because I brought up the topic I never been to Atlantic City. And she said, Yeah, I go there on the regular. She said, I go to um, I go there to watch this independent wrestling show because she didn't know I watch wrestling. I was like, Oh, you mean GCW? She was like, What the fuck? How you know that shit? <laughs> uh, yeah. No, that's hilarious. <laughs> and it's honestly the power of social media. Like, if that shit was never a thing, you would not hear about it. And I, I think it's where I've been saying this for a few years. Like, we're, I think we're at this is like the really good, true golden age of just wrestling in general because you can get, get you back to money. basics because it's everywhere now. Yeah. And then <laughs> people got to put a lot of respect on wrestling name when. When um the pandemic first shut down, when everything yeah. got shut down, AEW and WWE was on the sh- weekly shows like yeah. that happened. Like they, they was made the it, they made it work. It was like yo, we we gonna be in Florida, we gonna make it work. And they they set the blueprint because I'm pretty sure a lot of um big four sports they was looking at them like oh they they doing <laughs> hey, what what the wrestling niggas doing oh they having shit all right we can have some shit too. <laughs> they both had the perfect venue. They didn't have to pay shit. They were all in house. WWE was there was own. They were their own shit. They owned their own thing. AEW was just like my dad owns the arena, owns the stadium. We have this outdoor spot. I'm about to say and it's outdoors too. That was another good thing. That it that was, was it was great. Though. There was just like yeah, we could be putting on great shows. We got great weather. We down here in sunny Florida. They, yeah. the pandemic was business wise was the worst thing and the best thing to have in WWE because all those releases. The, yeah. On the negative side, but then they learn how to cut costs and do certain yeah. things to make bread and stuff. And I think it gave everybody. Um, I, I think it, it gave a lot of people, you know, some love and some rub. Like they're like, "Well, I'm not doing stuff here. I'm glad I got released." And I, I think you've heard that from a lot of players. They're like, "You know, what's a good thing that it happened because now I'm able to do a couple of other different things now." Look at somebody like Diana Perazzo. Like when she went to yeah. Impact, she would never did none of that NXT. NXT Women's Division was stacked. Yeah, like stacked. Like we talking murderous Row. Yeah, yeah. Like, we talking like, twenty seven Yankees. Word. Like you got, <laughs> you got Shayna, Rhea, you got Bianca, Io. Like it was stacked. And on top of it, you got to look at it as like. NXT only at that time was still only rocking like that hour, two hour TV time slot. Not everybody could fit an hour, especially with commercial breaks. Yeah, and it was like, yo, we can only do so much. They pre-taped one episode. I mean, they four episodes in one day, and it was like we got four hours. We can try to make it work, but that those four episodes that they filmed for that entire month, it was like this is a storyline. If you're not, we'll try to fit you in when we can. But if not, like. 
we only have an hour slot to really work with. Yeah, and they they I was telling um T before we went on air like they started um taping shows like next week's show and yeah show was taped and then I guess they're gonna start the new era after that. Um, they you know there's been rumors about not particularly black and gold but a mixture of two point and black and gold. Yeah. Which I think the mixture is nice. I I I, I like the intent of what 2.0 was trying to do. I like yeah. the ring work of what NXT tried to like correct of like during that bad period of WWE program. If you could have a meeting in the middle, fuck it. I think yeah. that'll work out for all parties. I'm just glad they got rid of the 2.0. I think it was just like Oh no, that was you know that was the Vince McMahon and Bruce. Yeah. That was like the bitch slap to Paul. Oh yeah, two 2.0. This is a new like no, you didn't you didn't need to do that. Just keep it, just keep it as it is going back now to just NXT now you're able to really focus and settle and on the brand. Yeah, and I, I love I love even though it got shut down, like the UK guys coming in, you know, they, they yeah. get it in. We already know Tyler Bray. We we sing his praises all yeah. the time on here. You know, he's putting on bangers over there. Um you got the J D McDonough dude. Um, you got Dragonoff coming in. Yeah. Dragonoff like, shit. <laughs> like it's gonna like they're like, okay, cool. Like you guys are here. You guys got some, some some rub. We're trying to figure out once we once we get NXT Europe launched. Because right now, um, uh, Papa H is still on the, you know, like I I want to do the NXT global brand. So he's still trying to do the Europe. He's still trying to do the Japan, the South America. Like he's trying to set up all these different NXT hubs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like. Yeah, NXT is going next few months is going to be booming over there. A lot of stuff going on and stuff. They got Halloween Havoc coming up in a few weeks. It's good I think should, that, hopefully that can be start being adopted into the main the main card the following year. I mean, speaking of, oh, you're bringing stuff to the main card. Oh, the War Games. Yo, you you do you understand how pissed I was? And I was just like, yo, I, I, at this moment. Like I, I need to get some sort of writer credit. Cause I was just like, yo, I was like, yo, you know it'd be great if they bring up like have war games for Survivor Series. I was like, it makes so much sense to do it. Few weeks later, I'm seeing this shit. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I mean, it, it makes perfect sense with the bloodline storyline. Yeah. Um they coming in as like that four horsemen, you know, heel. And you know, also too, it's a spectacle. Like it, it has happened in NXT, but that's like a, not like a main pay per view. It's gonna be on the big four now, so you know this is the biggest stage. Yeah. And like people who don't watch wrestling, like they like the like the theatric. What the fuck is this big ass cage? Two rings. Like, I think I, I think it's it's perfect. It's Survivor Series War Games. Especially you got Roman headline in this, the biggest attraction in wrestling. Like he's out of here right now. You you put him to the mix. Man, it's easy. You got the bloodline, you know, probably go up against, you know, KO, uh, Rollins, Drew. Yeah, Roman's biggest ops. Um, Who would be the the fourth person? Mm. You got KO, you got Drew, and then you got Rollins. I think they'll probably maybe give it to an NXT person, especially if Solo. Like, if if he's still carrying beef, maybe a Carmelo. Nah, nah, but Sean, Sean, uh, on the latest episode, he officially like so solo. I right, you on SmackDown now? 
Yeah, oh, I, I didn't. I didn't watch NXT. My fault. Yeah, he had to relinquish the title, which it it, it sucked. There was just like they, yeah. they they just need they needed him to win the title for the for the press for the look. Yeah, that was for the look. And then they get, honestly, then it gets added to the story because now he's not a champion in the blood now no more. So Sammy's like, look, I'm not the only champion. They'll be yeah. like, fool, you only got that because of a technicality. Solo's always a champion. He's our younger brother. I'm yeah. still waiting for the uh the, the Sammy and Jay confrontation to happen. Yo, I'm so... <laughs> honestly, that should be the mania match, bro. Yo, that, that picture that they did at the press conference last week, like, yeah. he's just grilling. <laughs> he put the clown shit on him. That was yeah. so funny. You, and the, what's even funny is, like, the the chemistry that they both have, like, you always see Jay just, he's waiting to crack up. Like, he's breaking character. He's like, yo, I can't only do this shit for so much. I love that they kept, like, Jay's character of, like, how Roman broke him. Yeah. Like, you don't see, like, literally, like, Jimmy acting like that. It's like, Jay's, like, broke. Yeah, he's like, nah, I don't, you ain't family, fams. You ain't family. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm waiting for Sammy to come in with some new digs. Like, sh- like get a nice little beer trim. Uptown tape up. Like, <laughs> come and clean cup. Come in with some Air Force. He <laughs> needs to, need to track shoot, like, like, like Roman. He need to nah, wear the... the he needs, to, he needs to come up with some black air forces. I'm dead. I'm done. The black force but energy. He needs to have like that that black force, like black air force. He needs to be like, oh, who you? And he's just like, oh, I see how you find is like, yeah, you know. I went to I, I went to Jimmy Jazz and I got some new threads. Jimmy Jimmy Jazz. I went to Jimmy Jazz. Went to VIM. He's like, yeah, I was in I was in New York and. Uh, I happened to uh, just, you know, they lost my luggage and I needed to come up with some uh, some new stuff and this was it. It's like, going down with us. It's going to be interesting. Oh, yo, Chris, what you, you what you were saying before in the chat? You said you had a theory about this, this, this white rabbit situation. <laughs> so there's all, you know how they have, obviously we have all these theories that have just been coming up. <clears throat> so one of the things that I've been listening to and hearing and I'm like you know what this makes sense so you know how everyone's been thinking like okay the white rabbit uh songs that's been playing very randomly um and everyone associated with uh with Karen Cross and how he used to use that song um as his entrance when he and it was known as the white rabbit during Lucha Underground mm-hmm. so it's like what if you have all these all these people that are in uh, in wrestling right now, Raw and SmackDown, and they're technically part of a bigger group. So, like, you have technically um, Bray Wyatt is the master, right? And yeah. You have Kerry Cross is known as the White Rabbit. Scarlet is no, it will be like the uh, Abby the Witch, and Dexter Loomis will technically is Mercy the Buzzard. <laughs> I was thinking this, if he comes back, I gotta see that first Dexter and, and Bray interaction. That's money yes. right there. So and then I was just like, you know what? And I've been kind of seeing like little random things. I was like, you know what? That would honestly make perfect fucking sense. And like, cause you know, you 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 already know he always, like Bray is always throwing these very um cryptic messages and everything else. And I've been seeing a lot of people, you know, randomly just you know, mentioning these people. And I think it would just be 
it would just make so much sense if like all of a sudden like, these these are the characters that are, are are made to life now. Okay. Oh man, we might we might see it tonight. They earlier WWE shop put up the white rabbit um t-shirt. Yeah. They said it was it was supposed to come out tonight and then they leaked it. I'm like, yeah, of course they leaked it. Everybody so, leaking shit. <laughs> they was like, oh man, is that 923? Like that's SmackDown. Like, what's gonna happen? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, like, like people that was in the building for that show. Um, I think it was in San Jose and stuff. It was just like they playing it again. They playing the music. Everybody's going crazy for that White Rabbit. Yeah, what's wait, what, what's going on? And and they made it even worse during uh, live shows where they would turn when the the lights would go off black and yeah, when Alexa, red, with Alexa the red not. lighting. They're like, huh? It's like, what is this? What 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 do we got over here? We shall see. As as, as um, you know, Chris. I mean, of course, as T was saying, like, if you're gonna have like Bray come back, Impact don't got the production for that. No, AEW they never worked with him, so they don't know his mindset. Nigga, they don't even have the production for that. There was only one 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 show in town. Nah. Impact, impact, they'll be like, no problems. It's like, if you can fund this, yeah, by, by no problems. Nah, but it needs to be on a bigger scale because if they go to treat this nigga like a big deal, that's what I'm saying. There was only really one place that really fit with Bray Wyatt, yeah, what he wants to yeah. do. Yeah, Bray Wyatt can't do that shit in the basement with Impact. <laughs> <laughs> unless, unless Bray Wyatt's paying for it, we, you, you know, you, you can only see so much. Uh, what they gonna be? Remember that um the Seinfeld episode? That's like honestly one of my favorite episodes of Seinfeld when he got to start bootlegging the shit. Yeah, and you remember he started coming in with the nigga with the storyboard. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, "Yeah, we're gonna have everybody here. We're gonna have two people on the balcony." He was like, "Dude, just shoot me the fucking movie." <laughs> yo, that nigga Triple H just said, "Yo, right. he, he gave Bray the bag. Do what you want to do." Set this storyline up. Now it's gonna be it's gonna be exciting to see um if he does like we don't know yet. There's been rumors, but we gotta see it. But if he does come back, it's, it's gonna be one because the thing is about with Bray Wyatt, he was kind of like Zack Ryder in a, in another sense where what happened to him kind of really beat the the wrestling out of like certain fans mm-hmm. because. Bray Wyatt was really was like a, he really like when he's when he came up to Raw because I didn't really have NXT or FCW at that time when he first came up with the Wyatt family. Yeah, so I I had no recollection recollection of this character like with his prior work. But I was like, oh this I was like he felt like a throwback. He could talk and with some character. I'm like all right, and you saw how like the fans got behind him. It felt organic. He was like, all right, we probably gonna have something with this Bray Wyatt. Nope. Nope, like he loses that mania. Are right, he gonna do it again? Nope. Like there, and then, so it was never really like them following through, which who what, what you knew in your heart of hearts is, is a for sure like moneymaker. I mean, they, they had a big, they had a big coming up. Um, I know right off the bat when I saw him, I started talking and started seeing the vignettes, him coming up to the main roster. I was like, this definitely reminds me of like Wayland Mercy. Mm-hmm. And even his character at the time was—I don't even think it was ahead of its time because I thought it was just perfect, like very cult-like leader. And you had the '80s and '90s where you started hearing all of these uh, 
these like kooky serial killers and these uh um these cults that were you know coming coming about during that time. And I was like, he came in at the perfect time, but it wasn't as it, as magnified as it you know as it is now. And I'm like, oh, this is this is great. But if you looked at those early '90s, it's um, it's just uncanny. You're just like, wow, this is ex- this is just like Ways of Mercy. Uh, I just think after that WrestleMania, I think it was just uh... Cena or Undertaker. Um, no, uh, the Randy match. Oh, yeah, the Randy match. Okay, but still, he should he should at least won one of the first two wrestling, especially the first one when he was hot. Um, but like, I don't have the book back then. But he should at least won those first two. But yeah, the Randy one. That's when the House of Cards really all came down. Yeah. Um, I think I think Bray should have won that match against Taker. Um, but who knows? There's 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 so much that it it creates so much of a ripple effect because you kind of go on what if because let's say if Bray Wyatt never would have uh, if Bray Wyatt let's say would have went over and and mm-hmm. beat Taker there's probably there, I'm pretty sure there probably would have been a really good possibility at Taker's mind frame at the time to hang that, it up that could have he could have hanged it up true he could have honestly hung it up. And I don't think we would have gotten some other matches after that. And we never would have gotten the last ride, which I think it that was probably the best thing to come out of COVID was... Yeah, that Boneyard match was lit. Styles. I thought that was probably the most perfect send-off, having someone who is worthy. Just the cinematic version of it, I don't think that would have translated any well during the ring. I feel like... The way it went down, I think that was just like, it was amazing. And you know they ripped off Impact of doing the exact same shit with the uh, with the final deletion with That's the heartbeats. So you know for a fact like that that was like a great idea that was pitched. Um, same thing with Bray and and John Cena, which this match was really uh, a shot in a rib at at, at at Cena. Like what you what you kind of were, what every fan. What was thinking about what you should have done? Like it was, it was perfect. Um, but we made them. Who knows? Maybe we never would have gotten the fiend. We would have gotten certain things. It's just such uh, a ripple effect. But I do believe, you know, Bray should have definitely went over on on Taker. And and then just the way everything finished with that match against Randy Orton, it was like it was just poof. Mm-hmm. Alexa Bliss just came out of nowhere, cost him, cost him the match, and it was a very interesting ending. How it all happened, you saw all this black stuff coming out of her mouth, and you're like, okay, I'm 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 intrigued, but some of the stuff was just not folding the way it should have. And then that was that was it. We didn't hear anything, and then he gets released. Yep. I was like, what the what the fuck's going on? The release was the crazy part. We was like Bray White. I remember that was loud. I like winked my eyes. I was like, yeah. Bray Wyatt released. I was like, what? <laughs> I think when when it when it came with him, and I think the same thing with uh, with Braun that just came out of left field. I was like, no, something. I feel like these are these are very personal jabs at something. Yeah, because they both was just prior. To, like when Braun, it was funny when Braun got released the month prior. He was in the triple threat with Bobby yeah. Lashley and Drew for the championship. 
Yeah. So I was like, what the fuck? It was not like he was a catering star or shit like that. <laughs> it was just he like, just won the he just won the title over Oldberg. Yeah. He and, just had like a, a star, yeah, in twenty twenty. Yeah. You know, obviously we know with Bray, and then you know it was like, all right. As you said, it was a, definitely a personal shot. I was like, um, this just can't be. Um, yeah, it does. and I, I don't know. There was a uh, one thing we've uh, uh, we we tried touching on earlier this week, um, and it's like, what do you? Is it too early or is it too soon for Vince McMahon's uh, Hall of Fame induction? Huh. Honestly, I don't give a fuck anymore. <laughs> I think it's too early, but they're going to do what they're going to do. And like you said, if it's just for the weekend, they'll let it slide. Yeah. And the source, and the source of that story was like very full gaze anyway. That came out of like, I think the Sun reported that. Only way, only reason I think they, they'll pull the trigger is if, especially if they believe Rock is going to be around. So that way, Vince can get inducted and they can have like that whole, you know, like the who's who of like who he's really like brought up or like nurtured and coached over the years, like around to see him inducted. I think, again, uh, I, I think it's you, you just have to do it. Yeah, in LA and shit like that. Like, yeah, just get it over with. Um, and then we, we, and we one fu- thing too, because one thing, like, have you said, COVID that shows you life is fleeting. And, and, and one thing, even though he paid a lot of hush money and maybe had done some dirt, but I do think Vince McMahon deserves his wrestling flowers while he's still Absolutely. alive and breathing. Absolutely. Um, despite of where everyone thinking they're like, no, he doesn't deserve to to get in. I was like, do you like do you he's the reason y'all here at the moment? Like Vince McMahon made rest help wrestling become mainstream become what it is like pop culture like and and hip-hop and rock and roll like if it was and wrestlemania one was uh was huge about it like this man bet the house the whole farm everything he got he was like this is either gonna work or it's not Mm -hmm. but they're like oh no he doesn't I, i think someone tried to convince me that he doesn't deserve to to be in an end because he deserves the same the same treatment as Chris Benoit. He ain't kill nobody. I was like, it was like, oh, but he sexually assaulted. I was like, he ain't sexually assault anybody. He just paid hush money. He just paid hush money. That's, those are settlements. They're, they ain't the same thing. How are you going to compare Vince McMahon to to Chris Benoit? That's, that's like, wild. That's like that's like a. Wrestling fans say the darndest shit. That should they been a really do. <laughs> it's like dumb fucking people who decide to say I'm oppressed. Oppressed of what? You got a house. You got a job. You got a car. You got family, and you talk about you 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 oppressed. And then oppressed. Like, oh, you know my boss told me I have to stay an extra two hours. This is like slavery. He was like, no, it's not. It is not the same thing. <laughs> That's one what people say. Well, when people said, "Oh, this person got released from WWE," or they 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 released now, like they 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 free, like they was in jail and shit. Like they signed a contract, they getting paid six figures. Yeah, like if that jail, if that's that jail, sign me up. Sign, <laughs> everybody sign me up. Contract. 
Like you may you may pass depending on how you are. Maybe it might be a jail thing on a creative part of it, but yo, that's that's guaranteed money. Most of and these people and that platform put you on to whoever yeah. company you went to after that. If it was AEW Impact, <laughs> you can get you can get bookings on on the indies and you could demand some money. And that's how a lot of guys say. It. Like for example, uh um. James Ellsworth was a, was one guy. This guy was a nobody. Guys was making peanuts. He had a really good solid year and a half on, on WWE television. And he was like, I'm making more money now than I ever did on the independent circuit. He's like, now I'm I'm getting paid. I'm getting my money. And that's the same thing for a lot of people. People want to be like, oh, well, this person doesn't deserve that. Like, who are you to tell someone what they're worth? That's true. <laughs> They don't deserve that. Yeah, when they were like, "Oh, Sasha's asking for thirty for thirty k for appearances and all that," and it was like, "She doesn't deserve that. She's lucky enough to get two k." It's like, who are you to to say what this person is worth? Because guess what? She's fine. She's been doing a lot of things. Someone's paying for it. True, and then she also comes just, like they pay her the thirty thousand because she know a lot of people gonna show up to justify yeah. that price. You seen they're, that? You seen that line? That line was out the building. Yeah. That line looked like it was mania. Like I don't, I don't want to hear. I, I hate that. The same thing. I think when uh, uh, I believe was it Emma at the time with when with Trish when she was trying to get onto the indie circuit, and I think her asking price was like uh something like uh three k to five k, mm-hmm. and they're like, oh, she doesn't deserve it. I was like, what do you mean she doesn't like? Again, you understand that when you bring in top names like that, you got to pay them top dollars. People will come. That's the draw. That's the, that's, the, that's the draw. But you know, people, guys, don't, people don't. People don't. People don't. Oh, sh- people don't realize that. Like no, like that's what's gonna bring people in to 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 these things. Like um, when I sent you guys earlier of uh, Bret Hart and FTR doing a show in Brooklyn. Like my friend hit me about that, so that that, that was to show you like that's a draw because he was like, "Yo, we need yeah. tickets," and they're doing a show. I think the week before they're supposed to do Brooklyn out in Hicksville, out on Long Island. Like these things, they they fucking draw. Like, and I think especially more now, they're like, "Yo, we can we can really make fucking money off this," and it packs the house. Or like, I don't think in if you look at from what we've had the last three years before then. You you weren't you you weren't really seeing a lot of like these top in you know guys going into the indies and doing a lot of shows. And granted, like I think during the time with uh with Cody and the Bucks and how they were doing their own thing, and they're like, hey, we're we're making the independent scene hot again with PWG. Like these like that was kind of like the starting point. But a lot of these guys, they were like they were making money. They're like, you don't you didn't need to be in WCW or WWE. To make that kind of money, some of them like I'm making more money than than their lower tier guys or girls. They're yeah, like true. I'm easily making six figures. Some like they're like granted we we work more shows, but we control and what how many how many dates we want to work. They were like, yeah, I'm living comfortably. The Bucks before they signed um their their huge you know multi million dollar year deal with AEW, they were like, I think they were easily making probably almost half a million dollars. <laughs> and that's not including what they're making off in merch and all yeah, this. Yeah, I was about to say, I, I could imagine with the merch. Yeah, the merch itself, 
and uh, not put it like this what they're making off from merch their their partnership with pro wrestling tees and what they have from their youtube channel they're they're making they're making fucking money they were out here i think from just their their youtube series i think they were making easy somewhere between 30 to 50k a week from their viewership same thing with like everything else it's like right now say i i and I think Matt Cardona is also a big a big uh, person for that because he literally was Mr. Internet. That's true. <clears throat> and he was very well off and he's also very well off. Like he set the blueprint up like you're you really are your own brand. If you're not doing that, like you only selling yourself short. So nowadays, guys who are not in these big organizations, yeah, they can still do that. They can still do their independence. But like Yo, you can make your money if you did if you if you did enough at your time and especially given a good amount of success, like you can go out there and you can still rebuild your brand. Same thing with Cody. Cody like was really like fuck rebuilding. They can fucking exploded his brand. He, he, really, <laughs> he, he really rebuilt it himself. He re- in the independency. Same thing. Oh, I, thought, I thought you meant with the switch. I thought you meant with the jump. What do you mean with the jump? Like how I said, like how you him going to WWE has made him fucking even bigger. It it made him even bigger, but I'm talking about like when he got when he was in WWE before and he got released and he went out to the indie scenes and he was out here working a lot of these shows doing ROH and he was traveling. Like, he built up that brand. Like he legitimately he bet on himself. That's I, I mean did. his his last um promo on Dynamite. That was exactly what his promo was. He was like, yo. We went uh, obviously after I left WWE, I went to Ring of Honor with the Bucks and did all this, went to Japan. Yeah. And people were talking about they wanted an alternative for WWE. Well, we did that. Yeah. We didn't talk about it. We did it. And that was that was all it was. It was like we we did what we needed to do. And as a rough as his exit was from AEW, what else did Cody need to do? He didn't need to win a a, a championship to to validate him. Like he he was doing, and I think he I think selflessly he took a step back, and I think it was the same thing with him, the box and Kenny. They took a bit of a step back. They were like, you know, we 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 want to be able to put on a show, but get everyone else to rub. And I think that was a I think that was a bit of a fail for them. Mm-hmm. I I think they should have been able to to do more and been showcased. More instead of like, oh well, we're gonna let you know, we're gonna let this guy win. I know you need to build stars, but at the same time, like, you are the star, you are the talent, and selfishly thinking like you need to put yourself up there, but also like find that balance where you can build the next person up, and then you're like, okay, cool, we did this for for a good solid year, year and a half, year two. All right, now let's kind of dial it back and really kind of make it as balanced up as it is. Now you speaking, you speaking the 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 Chris Cole facts. The Chris Cole facts. <laughs> nah, this, this this promo that Paul Heyman is cutting right now is hilarious. <laughs> but I would say um that's about oh yeah we got we could finish up with um Crown Jewel. I think um I think that match is really good because it's an exhibition. You don't really burn. You don't burn another money match or try to like do another rematch. Are you talking you? about uh? Logan Paul and, and Reigns. Yeah, I think I think that's the perfect crown jewel match, and it's, and and in a weird way, like Reigns is going to like elevate him a little bit. 
Paul gonna take this L, but he's <clears throat> yeah, it's a it's a throwaway match. But you're gonna see more because he actually he really shines yeah. in his one match at Mania. He, so let's see let's see what he can do some. Not only at Mania, but his match with the Miz, like he really he he shined on that match. Yeah, that one too. So like you you can't this dude is not coming in here just doing rest holds and fucking submissions. Yeah. Like he actually gonna do some shit. It's like he can handle his his uh his own ground. All yeah. right, and that's I think that's a good thing. It's a throwaway, um, and it's like you you know we never we never really gotten. I think probably maybe the last Saudi match event that we had. I think that was probably like the last time we took that as uh as an actual an actual premium event instead of just being like oh this is just another like TV live event type of thing. Okay, I understand what you mean. You know, you, 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 yeah, like this wasn't like okay, we already know what's gonna happen. It's gonna be the same shit. It's not gonna be. It's not a, some throwaway TV to make money. Like it was like okay, no, this is like a legit premium live event that they're they're showcasing here, which is awesome. Um, but I mean, I don't know what other matches they're 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 planning on doing. I know. Um, I, I doubt it'll happen at uh, at Saudi maybe Survivor Series, but I know Rhea's trying to get that match with Beth Phoenix. That'll be cool. Um, I think more work needs to be done with uh, with Dom. I think uh, have he, him eliminate Ray at the Royal Rumble. Hey man, nah. I I, I say this about Dom though that that Monday night he. It's probably only two people in wrestling right now that's getting heat like that. Yeah. MJF. And surprisingly, um Dom Mysterio. Um Theory. Yeah. That, that real, we really don't want to see you get the fuck out the ring of heat. He got that in one swoop just for because Ray, everybody loves Ray. Ray's yeah. the greatest baby face ever. Like and especially yeah. the people that that is still really me damn it. They're like, how can you do this to your father? Exactly, right. <laughs> Adding that element. He's over there with Rhea and Judgment Day chilling. That's all he he needed. People was like, oh, is he getting go away heat or is he getting heat? He's getting heat because he beat a Ray Mysterio, his pops. Yeah. And I think there's there's so much more like I don't give what you mean, go away. He niggas is dead. If niggas is getting booed or if somebody's reacting, yay. Yeah, yeah. Go away go away Some reaction is better than no reaction. Yeah, if you were gonna go away, he would have he would have been getting booed with his segments with Ray when he was a babyface. Yeah. Like he ain't getting that uh <laughs> that Brian Christopher reaction, R.I.P. <laughs> you know, but he's 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 getting something and I think they, they need to do more. Like I see the potential in this, and I feel like if somehow he just like plays coy, but all of a sudden comes on, he becomes like a very cocky motherfucker, very dark Eddie, and then be like, "Yeah, like, what are you t- what are you doing, pop?" He might look in the mirror, all the way homes. Like all of a sudden, he's just like, "Yeah, I got my own drip," and that's the thing. What I need, he needs to have his own style, and I think I do like the dynamic with Rhea. But I feel like Rhea is overshadowing Dom. Mm-hmm. That's how I'm kind of look. That's how I'm taking it. Like, if you really want to put like, all right, like have him be- have her become like the, I guess like you know, her enforcer in some ways is cool. But like, he needs to develop that like now. Like this is 
this is Dom's sink or swim time. Yeah, yeah. I, I like I liked how they 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 getting loose with it though because yeah. Dom made an ad lib. He was supposed to say Rhea's my poppy. And he said bomby, and then really had this look like, oh, he he switched it, like he was oh, like, oh. Saying, yeah, yeah, like I think he he felt comfortable comfortable saying like, she's my poppy. Yeah, she's my mommy. And it's just like, <laughs> oh, okay, and it, like would have been perfect. Would have been like, all right, throw a little kiss in there. We're like, okay. Yeah, and and I liked how the, <laughs> I don't know if y'all heard about the rumor, but like about Riddle and um, what's my man, Priest. How they be the Eskimo twins, basically? Eskimo brothers? Yeah, out here in these streets. So they yeah. played. Yeah. Into, they played into that this week on on Raw when Dom goes, "Oh yeah, yeah, I heard about y'all parties." <laughs> like, like playing in how how they heard the rumors of was going on outside, like a wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> so like Dom was like, "Yeah, we going to a party? Oh yeah, I heard about y'all parties." Mm-hmm. Yeah, everybody was dying laughing about that shit. They're like, okay, we see what's going on here. But I'm excited. I'm excited for the um for the progression of the Ray and um Dom storyline. Yeah, but again, like, I mark my words. I I honestly do feel this is Dom sink or swim. He's 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 getting he's getting his the keys to the car right now, and he he needs to show up because I feel like if he doesn't come up big. With this, uh, with him turning heel, Ray's gonna sell it. Mm-hmm. But like, if there's someone, I feel like get someone like Paul Heyman, get, get get Paul in it, get some advice and be like, hey, what can we do to really, like, really turn this shit up? Get Chavo in here. Like Chavo would be huge at some point at, during their match. Chavo Bring Chavo and Vicky. Nah, Vicky, Vicky can't come because she's still contracted. Oh, yeah, Vicky, Vicky's still hard. <laughs> she's, she's still contracted. I forgot, I forgot she's still over there. Man, she's oh, AEW dog. <laughs> bring, bring him, bring him, bring Chavo because Chavo will be like the perfect mediator. Somehow, still bring the sis, the mom, and be and, and Dom being mad, disrespectful. Yeah, that's definitely gonna end. Like very dismissive. You know, not very disrespectful, but very dismissive, and kind of be like, "Damn, you really went that far, my guy." Like yeah, that type of shit. Like, it, you know, we definitely gonna get the Angie slap Dom. Yeah, and he just eats it, and he's just like, and then Rhea kind of just kind of comes in, and she takes him by the hand, yeah, like, and, and try to kisses him, and then she, and they're like, oh, we out. They're like, you're gonna go and sacrifice, you know, her over over family over blood, and is and, and then Dom's just like, we Hell ain't yeah. blood, we ain't blood. And he got to go, oh, what is he trying to say? Uh-huh. <laughs> what is he trying to say? You know, like, there's, there's, there's potential in this. It's a, it's a tell-all story, you know. Of, yeah. You know, when Full the boy, circle. The boy becomes a man. Or this is kind, a yeah. Man. I look at it, this is kind of going from, we, we went from the, the Rocky series collection to now we're in Creed. Okay. <laughs> like, we need to make this happen. This is sink or swim. If it don't work out, Dom's Dom is his career is gonna be a little bit on the short. It's gonna take a back burner. Ray is towards the back end of his career. He's not gonna be able to kind of give him that pull, that politicking of anything. Like, hey, you know, I'm still working with him, I'm still trying to do this. Like, this is one of those like you put on your big boy pants, 
just like how he did um, when he when he wrestled uh, Seth. That was huge for him. That was then. Now it's more like this is this is what this is what's good for Dom. Yeah, uh, you you got to make it happen. Yeah, I think it, I think the the storyline like it's gonna work because it like the yeah. Seth thing worked. I think it's gonna be the more the question is Execution. what they're gonna do with him after the after yeah. the storyline is over. Yeah. Well, if he beats Ray, that's this is when you gotta start giving him the U.S. title or the Intercontinental title. This is when, when you yeah. give him give him that story feud and after WrestleMania, that's when he chased gold, singles gold. Yeah. Or just give him some credit. I think they don't have to go directly into singles gold, but have him go up against some like some nice decent mid card, some like meaningful matches that pay off, and it's like okay, like. Chad Gable. Yeah. They yeah give, him, give him some really good, credible matches. Yeah, something when Ray's officially, like, out the way. Yeah. To start and building he, him and, up. And he's, and he's on his own. But this baby steps, like, he has to come. He has to execute this whole thing with um with WWE. I think, like, with, with Ray, he has to execute this. Like, he, he can't fall flat. That's just that's just my honest opinion. He needs to come. He needs to come in on his own. And if it don't happen, he's gonna be he's gonna be out in catering, maybe in NXT. I don't know. But he ain't gonna be getting that TV spot like that unless he's on main event. Yeah, because even. Even, like if this don't happen, and like say we get past Mania, and then you got the new crop of NXT coming up, they gonna yeah. lap him too. For they he's ready. gonna get lost in the shuffle. Yeah, Braun Breaker, the Carmelo Hayes, and them, they gonna he's lap gonna be, him. He's gonna be a jobber. They don't give you a Mysterio, a Guerrero. Yeah, <laughs> he like a sink or swim, bro. He basically yeah. you don't get this done. You you, you Fredo. Yeah. That nigga Triple H got sent him on a fucking boat. He AJ Soprano. Yeah. Oh, crying. I think he's stupid. Like, it, it needs to happen. It's like, it'll be like if, like, Brawny went to the A and just they folded. Didn't, wasn't there some shit about Brawny not being able to go not to, um, to OSU, they're like, oh, we, we got no room for you type of shit. Um, I think that was like basically like some of these programs they don't want they I think they don't really want like LeBron around because you know he's like dad dadager. Get the fuck out of here. That shit they hating because of the rich pool. All these motherfuckers hating because rich pool got power. No, nah, no, nah, I'm saying if they get Bron, you know LeBron gonna come in and be like, all right, what's the program? All right, this is what we need to do. All right, let's get this in here. Because, you know, like, LeBron going, if you sign in the sun, you're going to sign LeBron also. But it, but it's not even going to matter now because they just put out a thing that um they about to go from 19 to 18 in the draft. Yeah. But will he be eligible to even go in? I don't think Bronny's, I don't think Bronny's NBA ready. No, he's not NBA ready. No, nah, probably not. Next year. I, I, I say go do. I mean, two years from now. Two, I, I, that's how I feel. I feel like two years in college. Like, you need two years. No, nah, he's not NBA ready right now. Like maybe after a first year, depending on how you do, if your stock is up and the team you you on, um, you know, ends up getting close and, and ends up getting a really great 
uh, tournament run and, and you, you showing up, maybe. But I still – I give them, like, a two-year when, like, all right, make the move. I think you're right, bro. Um, that was a good episode. Yeah, I got anything last, last or last, last little things? Nothing um, for me, papi, you know? They call me peoples. <laughs> I would say fucking Soraya came back. I, I wasn't expecting. Oh, that was a huge one. That was, I think that was the biggest uh, legit surprise and, and pop of the year. I think for, next to Cody, I think this was probably next to the biggest pop I've ever heard. I was okay. Because this was like completely out of left field. There was no, thank God, nothing on the dirt sheets. Like, nah, it did. It got early in the day. They sort of, and they threw it out there. <laughs> they threw well, it out I there, but they threw it attention on Wednesday. So that shit, like Chris said, that shit caught me by surprise. But they, the thing is, why it was a, so, a surprise? Because they sort of said, "Oh, there's a possibility that she could go back to WWE." Well, I know she was cleared um, months ago, and she, and and she always talked about like you know how. Uh, Brian and 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 Edge, you know, they were they made that comeback story. She's like, I want to have that story one day, and it's gonna happen soon, you know. And I think it's gonna be closer than ever. And I was like, okay, cool, that's a, a little teaser, but I, I do see it happening. Yeah. That I, that definitely <laughs> caught me off guard. And from what it looks like, it's gonna be an in wrestling. Uh, that she's definitely coming back to wrestle and not just be a face. Yeah, like you said, she wants she wants that she wants that comeback story. Yeah, yeah, we shall see because you know the way that division has lined up. See the way my the way my bank account is set up. It, <laughs> it is ungood. But now that was Liddy. So we got sixty eight in the books. Hopefully, um, sixty one and sixty two is around the corner for. Number 99. And then we got the next episode, 69. The risque yeah. episode. Mm-hmm. Sexual chocolate episode. <laughs> but yeah, y'all, that was a great episode, 68. The last one of the summer. We survived the summer. There'll be four boys from here on out. But technically, this is the uh, the first fall episode of 2020. Yeah, yeah, but it's still kind of like a little summery vibe. Just to, to type. But next, next one is definitely fall. Falsies on. Falsies on. Falsies on. But yeah, y'all be safe. Keep it always fresh and hot. We are the go home boys and we are Liddy. <laughs> to a titty. You already know. Latest. We out.